Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 19, Team Building, with your host, Coach Mario. Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. Welcome, welcome. So today's episode is a listener request, and so we have team building. Yeah. what, What does it mean to have a team and build, as they say? Well, you're going to have teams, a group of people at a business, an employment, if you will. You could have a team of baseball players, sports, those yeah. kinds of different teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a husband and wife teams. There's family teams. And then there's dysfunctional teams. Oh, oh yeah. Which can be found in any of the aforementioned. <laughs> <In any world. laughs> well, we don't need the recipe for trash <laughs> to make more. So we're talking about team building in a business or uh what would, what would it be a business an organization or, or, yeah, yeah. Organi- or organizational mm-hmm. team building right so we're going to cover a couple different aspects of team building some qualities that are valuable in teams um what to do and when you're searching to do that um to to build their team and also organization wise if you're put in a place and you've inherited a team <laughs> yeah the, the the takeover right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the family-owned business that all of a sudden you know oh, takes yeah. off and grows and then they have to Build a team. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, Frank, what is the number one thing, at least in your opinion, right? What's well, the most important thing as far as when it comes to team building? For me, it's culture. Um, you know, the culture of whatever you're putting together is going to drive and dictate a lot of where you're going to be. Um, culture is pretty much the vehicle in which you're traveling down the path. So if, if you have a positive culture and honest, you know, culture of honesty and communication and trust, um, then all that's it. But you have to establish that culture. Um, now the culture is usually a vision of the leader, but it's his job to make sure that it's executed at all times. But the team has to have the same culture. Like they all have to have the same belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. Uh, especially when it comes to communication, uh, and trust. I mean, cause there can be trusting people on the team, but if the culture isn't yeah. set where you can actually be approachable and you can actually give your ideas, then it doesn't matter in some cases because some people won't feel that they, that they can speak up. So they won't be, they won't feel that they're, what they have to say will be heard. Mm-hmm. So you have to even set up your culture as it is. You know, it's cool to do whatever these big tech companies are doing, right? You hear all these crazy things where they can go home for four hours and there's a theme park in the middle of the office. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the, all these things are true, uh, but a lot of these places have done some things for their culture. But if your culture is not a place where people, where, where there's an open door policy, and your door's closed all the time, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, well, your, your team's culture is pretty much going to, it's the set of mind, the mindset in which you are going to function as mm-hmm. a team, right? So the team is is, is a is a group. Uh, it's an organization of multiple things put together to be one. Uh, in this case, we're talking about people. So it's a multiple people put together to do one, accomplish one goal. Um, culture for me is, you know, the mindset in which that team, those people are now working in uniform. Yeah, organizational culture is extremely important. And you mentioned uh, trust. I believe that's a, yeah. a strong pillar when you have an absence of trust. You know, you've got people concealing their growing edges uh, hiding reports and doing all kinds of things. Uh, and, and obviously that doesn't lead to productivity correct, or, or to high performance teams as, as we know that we can build them. Um, so you have these dysfunctions and uh, people are kind of like uh, masking them, if you will. They hesitate to ask for help. They're not looking for constructive feedback because possibly some fear. We've 
uh, coached yeah. in some organizations where that has been the case. Yeah, the, the the fear of speaking out or the fear of, of feedback, right? And that's yeah, that that that'll kill it. Or people fail to recognize and talk about weaknesses in the team, right? And experiences that perhaps uh, could lead to growth and development. That's another absence of trust as well. Yeah, no, I mean that random as you say certain things like that. It reminds me of certain examples where friendships in the office where someone is a friend of another person but they're not pulling their own weight so to speak but they won't say anything because they don't want to right air their person mm-hmm. out where they're they're not being consistent there but that slows up that slows down the whole team yeah conversely you also have failure to recognize talent in a team there's untapped skills sometimes and people don't recognize uh strengths in one of the team members and they're doing what they've always done with everyone else, which yeah. probably doesn't need, lead to the highest product productivity. Right. Right. Well, the more the team is together and the more it works as, as a uniform, it'll, as a unit, it will shine, right? You'll start seeing, people will start noticing your strengths, your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a good team with a good culture, right, it, you're going to play to those strengths and you're going to help out where the weaknesses are. Um, if you are the leader of the team, that needs to be, at the top of the list, you need to know your people very well, yeah. you know, what they're good at, what they're bad at. So that way that, you know, it's not always you're putting them in a position of failure. So it's always you want to put your people in a position where they can succeed, hence pushing the team forward. Mm-hmm. All good things. So we have culture, we have trust, we have communication, um, we have honesty. Um, I'd like to also throw some accountability in there. Uh, some of those things are great values to have within the organization. They're also great values or um, uh, personality traits, if you would, to have in <laughs> no. those you want to bring on board to the team. But um, accountability is a big piece as well. People have to be accountable to themselves and to the other people in their organization. So also something I think is valuable, um, having people that can be there and can give you um, results and not reasons. When well, stuff, if you build a good wrong. team, you'll hold each other accountable, right? Some, you know, with us, if one of us messes up, you know, we're quick to, Hey, hey get this done. You know, we're going to take it here, right? We're going to help you out, but, um, we got to keep it moving. Right. So the common goal is to have a successful show. Okay, fine. So then we push each other. We help each other to make sure we do have a, a successful show. Um, same thing with, with other organizations. Hey, if you're, you know, and the, the one that comes to mind all the time is sales, right? You have a sales goal, right? And the team needs to hit a certain goal right a certain number certain metric you're going to help each other out if one already hit the metric then you're going to push the other person and help you know make cold calls help out um if you're doing sports right okay hey one person's a great shooter the other one's a great you know uh, great on defense you're going to help each other out get better and level up so hopefully you're building that kind of trust and communication yeah accountability is a a huge piece we talked about it in uh, our legacy leadership uh, podcast Plug. <laughs> I mean, to pause, pause for two seconds right there. Essentially, this is establishing that you have a fantastic leader up front, right? Because if right. you're building a team, those that are leading are going to be the ones to set the tones for this culture to yeah. find these people, right? So, uh, so yes, plug to the past episode of On Legacy <laughs> Leadership and the qualities to be a leader. But then we're, so when we say leadership or those in the lead are ready, we're not going to be touching on that because we've spoken about it. So we just want to uh, focus solely on the team building. Right, and the accountability is a big piece because when you lack accountability, you miss deadlines, you miss key deliverables, and you place an undue burden on the team leader as a sole source of discipline. 
when we have a culture, as Frank alluded to, that embraces accountability, it's a completely different environment. Yeah. It's a completely different picture. Yeah, yeah. and if you're doing the building yourself, right, again, like, you know, we're talking about now, if you're not in, from a leadership position, you're building the team yourself, you're hiring, you're firing, those kind of things. The more you have that, the easier your job is going to be. The more the, 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 the team drives itself, <laughs> the easier it's going to Absolutely. be. Accountability helps us to push those poor performers into improvement. And, and it establishes respect because everyone's pulling their, their respective weight, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So as we talk about identifying for those performers, that's a really big thing on on establishing establishing and building a great team as well is mm-hmm. identifying the high performers, which is basically those likely to step up to higher roles. You might be surprised by some people who are superstars <laughs> or high performers <laughs> and have no interest, but that's where the communication comes in. You have to be looking at who can do things, um, to, to who can step up and take up some of these roles so you continue can continue to grow and continue to move forward. Yeah, but that's how that's where having a clear goal comes in, right? Because you might have somebody who's not the best fit culturally, right? And and again, I know it sounds hypocritical right now, but the culture, right? Hey, but they produce. They're 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 either you know they put up a lot of points or they put up a lot of sales or they have the most phone calls on the service team. Um, but they just don't want to be a part of the team. But they're a high performer. Right. Okay, that's fine. You, you're just gonna have to have that as part of the team and manage that specific person. Um, but that still makes them part of a team and you got to make sure that you give that person their space to do what they do and then continue with the culture. Uh, and that's really going to help out. Yeah. You got to look at each member for what they add, the value added. So that's what goes to your conversation. And in order to do that, number one, the team has to relate to each other. You've got to be present. You've got to have encouragers uh you know Mm -hmm. some some of those high performers uh will be willing to mentor others and that's a great culture uh to have so it's not about winning the goal individually it's winning the goal collectively and as i perform and meet my goals the team also does as well so we're all carrying our weight Yep. So we want to identify those high performers, but at the same time, you want to evaluate, excuse me, you always want to be consistently be evaluating your team because sometimes people aren't in the right spots. Mm. And in most cases, what happens is they get laid off. They get fired. You got to promote them out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Release them. You got to release them on to the job opportunity where they do belong. (laughs) They need to go in another direction. And if it was meant to be, they'll come back, right? Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, essentially, but in some cases, some people might not just be in the right place. So, what, like Dr. Mm-hmm. Mario likes to say, you got to have the right cheeks in the right seats. Yes. Someone could be a great asset, but not in the position they're currently in. Oh, I see what you did there. Right. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I saw it. So, essentially, no, uh, how many hockey fans do we have out there? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I know my audience here. So one one thing that happens in hockey for those who don't know is that when the players are tired, or they're seeing that the coach can see that they're not doing their job, he calls for a line change, which essentially basically yanks everyone who's on the field off on the ice. Let's say, and then a fresh new set goes out. So you got to know when to do those line changes, when to pull people in, when to pull people out. That might look like what Frank was talking about, 
promoting them outside of the company, <laughs> releasing them mm-hmm. for another opportunity. I am giving you 52 unpaid weeks this year. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, like you said, shifting positions. Correct. Right? But the team is always good. The team comes first, right? When you when, when you talk about team building and if, that, and if you have right. a team-driven goal, the team comes first. Absolutely. And we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it in family-owned businesses. We've seen it in other places as well where people are there and other people know... And it might even verbalize, well, that's because last name here. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, so uh, it's an unfortunate thing, but that people have to deal with in that case. But yeah, it's a reality. I think to, to build a high performance team with respect to what we've just discussed, the power of the calibrated question is so important. You've got to question everything. Talk to individuals and shift from management to coaching. And ask those powerful questions. Get to know your individual. Get to know your people, right? Because questions ignite imagination. And that turns on a focus on other possibilities that maybe you had not thought about. So just because this organization X, let's call it, has been doing business the same way for so many years, uh, if if you don't anticipate the future, you're going to become irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of stories we don't even have to go into because that, that's a separate podcast, <laughs> I think. Or even on larger aspects, there's been large, extremely large corporations yes. that have taken CEOs from other places and brought them in. And it's like, oh, we got the guy from here and then he's gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Within a year or two because he, he wasn't able to produce. That's not to say certain things may not work or whatnot. I mean, I, I like to think of certain work ethics being uh, useful in other certain areas, but it, it's not guaranteed. And the same thing, just like doing the same thing always and over and over again, although it's been working for you for the, in the past or for another organization, doesn't mean guaranteed results where you are now with this new team. Yeah, you got to be flexible. You got to be flexible with, with the environment, the team, and, and not always, and I know we're, you know, I hate giving this kind of, this kind of advice you know because it, it just sounds don't horrible do it, frank. don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> hold back frank um but if sometimes you got to realize that what has worked in the past won't work now right and if that's the case and if you're seeing it if you're tracking it if you if you have goals and 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 the metrics aren't adding up then you got to change everything around right you got to move stuff around you got to move people around positions right mm-hmm. um and and if they have a trust in you and they have a trust in the goal they won't have a problem with that. So I'll give you guys a good example. If you're managing a team and all of a sudden you start moving stuff around and it's no, but this, no, but why are you moving me? No, I'm going to suffer. No, that means that they don't have trust in your decision making. Mm. They don't have trust in where you're going to put them. Like they, they, they feel like they're already like the move is for them to be coached out. And that's not what you want your people feeling. What you want your people feeling is, Hey, this person is putting me here in this role because they know I'm a stronger fit here. I have confidence that I'm going to shine here. Mm-hmm. If you have that type of culture, if you have that type of mentality from your teammates, then you know you're building something right. And many of these teams uh, that maintain status quo are teams that fear conflict. You've got to embrace conflict because conflict is just another sign of change. Shift happens and you've got to embrace it. Uh, you've got to mine for conflict. You've got to look for those areas that people have some tension so that you can resolve those. If you don't, you know, you're not going to have interesting meetings. You're just going to have these, you know, here's the agenda for today's meeting. And have you ever been in any one of those? You had a meeting because you needed a meeting because the boss said you need a meeting. Mm. 
Um, the meeting before the well, meeting. I used those conflict lines in my last two <laughs> exit interviews. <laughs> the last two times I was coached and promoted outward, <laughs> I, I used the same conflict lines. Yeah, I, I like to also touch on that. I, I, want, I think it's really beneficial for you to be mindful of those in power who are conflict avoiders. Right. Because they'll be the first ones to tell you, hey, I need you to fire that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Because essentially... If you have to have, if someone's in power who's not comfortable doing that kind of stuff, and it's no one likes to at at at, a, at the highest level, tell someone, "Hey, um, good luck the next few weeks, and uh, I hope you have money in your bank account because you ain't getting none from here." <laughs> and you know, good luck telling your family and all that. It comes down to, like Frank said, it's about the team. It's it's nothing personal. It's just business. It's important to put critical topics on the table mm-hmm. where where you see discord between either two members or divisions against each other uh even regions it's important to get together on the table you know break bread you know i had a first sergeant that would say if you want to resolve conflict between two military companies just throw a party break bread and you're going to see how that's going to be resolved and and there was truth in that right before the breaking of the bread there was a meeting of the minds and then everybody broke bread and everybody was happy. Yeah. So it's important to gather individuals that are having discord, put things on the table instead of avoiding it because it's not going to go away. Well, that's why team building is, is, is a constant, right? Uh, and, and believe it or not, the, the, the cliche little team activities in team building, that stuff works, man. That stuff works. So if you've already established a team and, and hey, I want to I want to take this to the next level. I want to build the team up. Uh, those events work. Uh, take them. Look, I, I'll tell you right off the bat. You should take them over to, you know, a coaching seminar. Oh, I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was going to say, we lead yeah, retreats that yeah, have right? transformed the law firms and other mm-hmm. kinds of teams. So, but those retreats, the happy yeah. hours, right. the, the right. hanging out, right? Like that stuff works. Taking, you know, taking a Friday off and, hey, let's, we're going to go to the park. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go somewhere where we can be ourselves, you know, um, let loose a little bit. You'd be surprised. Like that goes a very long way. Even prepared trainings for executive teams. Yeah. We recently, uh, well, I don't remember if it was before COVID, during COVID. It's brain fog. But anyway, (laughs) COVID. Everybody blames COVID. I'm not. Here's the thing. We went, Coach Mario and I went into a team of executives uh, and we were giving one of our premier team building and leadership programs. And within two sessions, the leaders recognized several individuals, at least two minimum, that were not going to be a good fit for the merging, the new programs, the things that they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Immediately, there was resistance. The good thing is they recognized it. They pulled them out. They released them. They rearranged their <laughs> positions yeah. in the company and then brought some other folks to, to do what they needed to do that were on board with the vision of the future. Yeah. And so that's important. You've got to recognize sometimes you've got to make those tough decisions. But those team building, team retreats, growth and development programs, uh, one of the exit interviews, almost all 10 participants said to Coach and I, we have gotten closer together and we've known each other for 10 or 15 years than ever before. And we're yeah. communicating on a weekly basis. And then they decided to open up channels of communication to the persons of first impression to, because they're spread out throughout the country. So 
they started having Zoom meetings and phone calls in teams and divisions. That's the power of getting to know your team and encouraging and opening the doors of communication. Yep. Excellent. So one of the last things I want to talk about is definitely we spoke about vision, knowing your vision and knowing your outcomes. And ultimately, because we're talking about team building, team building here, knowing their outcomes, meaning the people you're bringing on board. You always want to be able to manage your expectations as well as manage the expectations of those who are coming into the onto the ship. If you if you uh, if you follow, if, right. you're, if you're picking up what I'm laying down, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's essentially you want to know ultimately what's your outcome. Right. So if you, whatever company I can't someone throw me a company Give and for it. business solutions. Oh, here we go. If you are working for and for business solutions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if their if their interest is nothing, if they're hired in right and entry right data entry for Frank and Lord, and I'll pray for you <laughs> <laughs> working under Francisco along with Frank, uh, <laughs> working under Frank. But if if he's bringing them on board and he just understands that. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to school. I want to be a CPA. And he can understand that this might be part of his journey, that this person can be on board for a while. He knows that. And he might be able to, he might be willing to invest more time there because he understands, hey, I can show someone how this is done, how it's done right. They play their cards right. I can bring them on board for a long time and, uh, and let them enjoy some of the fruits of this labor and build something fantastic with me. Ultimately, I'm a college student. I did bookkeeping at my dad's law firm back home. I'm just going to be a year for a year or two, and then that's it. Frank can understand that too. Excellent. No worries. But you want to know what they want so that way you can understand that they're, uh, where they're going, where their journey will be for, for you. And if they also, even if it's temporarily, if they know your vision and know what your outcome is, well, this is, and this is how it would be said. This is what you can expect from me. This is where we're going, and this is, this is the vision for the company. Yeah, clarity and expectations. I think are you are you on board with that? I mean, you have to ask. The poster might be on the wall, but that doesn't mean anything, right? You know, it's just like anyone. You can talk the talk, but you can. But are you walking the walk? Yeah, you got to have acceptance. You got to have patience. Um, and yeah, just know that these teams aren't going to last forever, right? Um, so it's always good to hey, these are the expectations. This is what we're doing. You know, you want to be a part of it. Fantastic. Oh, hey, you can. You know, it's it's seasonal, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that that's one thing that's one thing that we can definitely all just come into contact with. Laying that out up front with each team member, even as you bring in new members in, builds respect. Yeah. And I think that's extremely important. And it makes sure that everyone is held to the same high standard. And uh what what tidbits might you have, Frank, to the person taking over a team? Well, taking over a team, you got to remember, usually if you're taking over a team, it's because the team itself had performance issues, right? Like, <laughs> like nobody's going to take over a successful team. You know, it's either somebody retired and they're done or you had some crazy issues happen and now there's an open spot somewhere, right? Unless it's government. <laughs> but even then, even then, right? Um, but if you're taking over a team, the first thing you want to do is, you know, hey, you're non-negotiables, right? As a leader, you, these are my non-negotiables. And part of that needs to be, for example, like culture. For us, it was always culture. Hey, we're taking over something. Hey, these these are non-negotiables. We're going to have a culture of trust, you know, communication, and we're going to be able to, you know, achieve a common goal. Um, and then you can't waver on any of those things. But if you're taking over a team, just know that, you know, there's there's also some sort of baggage that comes with that. Um, you want to be very patient. You want to make sure you're working through that and you have all lines of communications open. For me, it's uh, it's been learning. 
Uh, I've had the opportunity when I was nearly two decades in the military to take over teams where obviously it's about life and death. And every command and or every opportunity to lead, there's always a transition between the outgoing leader and the incoming leader. And what I've seen is teams that become dysfunctional very quickly, even if they were high performers, is when the leader comes in and starts changing everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden what you've got is instability. So for me, something that worked for me very well and, and in corporate America as well, as well as in coaching, is getting to learn the position, learn the people, learn the standards, observe, look and listen. And then once something needs to be shifted and changed, do it. If it requires immediate change, then it's not a problem, right? However, take time to learn the position and add value and create it. Yeah, and, and it's we keep speaking about from the leadership perspective, but if somebody, if you're part of a team and there's a new leader coming in, make sure you give that person, you know, their time to, to be able to, make sure you give that person their time to be able to show what they're bringing to the table, you know, welcome them the same way as if you were leading the team. Thank you for listening. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at Instagram and Facebook at Strategic Life Podcast. Twitter at Strategic Life PC, our website strategiclifepodcast.com, or email us at action at strategiclifepodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute and for business solutions with music provided by Gorilla Tech.